Hey guys, got a faith-only piece coming at you guys right now, man. I am knee-deep in some study of the Proverbs, and so I wanted to go ahead and take Proverbs 3 and create a podcast episode out of this guy because, man, this is crazy. Like, as you saw from the title of today's piece, How to Live a Life as a Christian or something like that. Proverbs 3 basically gives us just some really practical wisdom and some really actionable insights for exactly how we can do that. And so I was super excited to put this together for you guys. I really hope you enjoy it. And of course, I leaned on some people that are way smarter than me when it comes to understanding and deciphering God's Word. And so you're going to hear a couple of Tim Keller references in today's podcast. But I really hope you guys enjoy. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. So without further ado, here is How to Live Life as a Christian. So we are back. F-Cubed Podcast, Fitness, Finances, and Your Faith. And this is our second episode of 2019. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's piece. We talked about meal plans and flexible dieting. And so what I wanted to do this week is flip the script a little bit and move into the faith category of the of F-Cubed. And so I have actually just recently embarked on a little personal project to read through the Proverbs. And it's very early. Like I'm only through the first three Proverbs. But I found so much fruit inside of that third Proverb that I wanted to go ahead and I wanted to do an entire podcast around this third Proverb. And I'm, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to title this episode yet. But it's going to be something like how to live life as a Christian. And I'm not trying to be... I'm not trying to be presumptuous. I'm not trying to be, you know, arrogant by saying that I'm going to provide you with all the answers of how to live your life as a Christian. What I am trying to say is that Proverbs 3 is so rich that it is going to give you so much insight into how to live your life as a Christian. So I'm super, super excited to share what I've learned about Proverbs 3 with you all here today. And so, obviously, if you are a Christian, to all my Christian friends out there, thank you for listening. I really appreciate that. And I, I'm ho- I am very hopeful and confident that God will take my words today and he will use them to speak to you and what you might be going through and what you might be kind of needing in your life, in your mind, in your heart here today. If you are not a Christian and you are listening, then I thank you too very much. You know, I, it, it would make sense to me if you just click off right now and you're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get much from that. Well, my hope is that you too still get some important insights for your own life from this. Because, you know, looking at it from just a, from, from even just a worldview, right? Even if you aren't a Christian, even if you wouldn't call yourself a religious person, or even if you don't necessarily have faith that is you know based on some belief system in a higher power 
the Bible specifically can give you a lot of really good insights into how to live a rich life. And I'm hopeful that you might hear some of those today. So I thank you very much for your time and attention. Whether you're a Christian or not or not a Christian, I just I thank you guys very much. So let's get right into it, man. And I've actually got So you guys remember from last year, I'm sure, you know, all the episodes I did last year. I'm a huge Tim Keller fan. Like I'm I'm huge, man. Tim Keller has had an incredible impact on me. Just a really, really incredible impact on me and my faith journey, my walk with Christ. I mean it's been it's been amazing. Tim Keller is actually a pastor at a church in New York and he's written books like Reason for God, like uh, uh, Every Good Endeavor. He's written, you know, like The Meaning of Marriage. He's written all these incredible books. I've read most of them. And he's just, he's, a, he's an intellectual guy. Like, like I would say that my own faith journey, real, one of the things that Keller says, and this is sort of off topic, but I think it's kind of cool. One of the things that Keller says is he says, you know, when you come to belief in Christ, it usually happens one of three ways. It's either intellectual, emotional, or social. And so, generally speaking, people will come to, you know, strengthen or begin their belief one of those three ways. And it doesn't have to be, you know, this is not a mutually exclusive choice. Like, it could be a a hybrid or a combination of the three. But when I heard him say that, I'm like, wow, that's really fascinating. Because my wife, Autumn, and she would definitely admit to this, she is like 100% emotional. Or maybe like 90% emotional, 10% social. The intellectual side of faith just doesn't resonate with her. Not because she doesn't get it or not because she doesn't understand it. It's not that at all. But for her, it's a feeling. For her and her relationship with God, and I don't want to speak for her fully, but we have been married 10 years, so I think I've earned that right. But for her, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heart thing, man. Well, for me, it's actually mostly a mind thing. It's actually mostly an intellectual thing. Now, I say that not to discount the fact that Jesus has completely transformed my heart. So let me go ahead and be really clear about that. But as far as like really strengthening my faith to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, this is really true. Like, oh my gosh, like this really happened and Jesus really is who he says he is. That all happened inside of my mind, and I really have Tim Keller to thank for that because he is an intellectual too, and when you listen to him preach, it becomes clear within like two minutes. It's like, yeah, this guy kind of understands you know, what's going on. So that's one of the reasons why I'm super excited to share this with you guys here today because I've got some notes that Tim Keller shared about Proverbs 3. And so... The basic idea is that in Proverbs 3, Tim Keller basically says, if you look at the first 12 verses of Proverbs 3, you're going to find five main areas of your life that can be influenced. And so here's the first one. This is Proverbs 3, verses 3 through the first part of verse 5. And here's the actual scripture. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. So here's what Tim Keller has to say about that, and then I'll, I'll offer up my own thoughts and insights. Tim Keller says, Put your heart's deepest trust in God and His grace. Every day, remind yourself of His unconditioned, covenantal love for you. Do not instead put your hopes in idols or in your own performance. Now, I've mentioned this before, uh, just kind of intermittently in different episodes, but one of the big idols that I have battled for most of my life and still battle today to some degree is idolizing performance. It's idolizing my abilities. It's idolizing the things that I'm good at and the things that I take pride in. And it's idolizing the achievements that I can claim as my own. That's been a big, big stumbling block in my life. I mean, you can look on the one hand, it's like, well, it got me through grad school. It got me through, you know, my PhD. It got me through, you know, other things like bodybuilding and, you know, um, even my, you know, my, my current job at Tasty Trade. I mean, it got me, you know, it got me into a lot of different places that appear on the outside to be good things. And they are good things. I'm not saying they're not good things. But what I am saying is there's a darker side to that where it hasn't always been just roses and rainbows. You know, because I've placed such a high emphasis on my own abilities to perform and do well and earn and achieve, it's caused me to blaze my own trail through the forest all by myself too many times that ended in in really, really, you know, poor outcomes. And when I say blazing the trail on my own, what I mean is with no no mind paid to Christ, with no second thought given to, okay, am I walking with God as I make this decision or these decisions? Am I doing something right now that would honor God? Am I doing something right now that God will be pleased with? These are questions I try to ask myself all the time now as I've grown and matured as a Christian. But earlier in my life and by earlier I mean just a few short years ago and then obviously all the time before that I would rarely ask myself those questions especially when when things are going well right like if I'm performing and I'm doing well and I'm earning and I'm achieving I'm like it's almost kind of I almost felt like God I don't I don't need you right now man like you go help somebody else out that's in you know a dire situation because I'm all set and yeah that that didn't always end well on my end but when I read these verses, and especially when I read Tim Keller's interpretation or commentary on the verses, it's just another reminder that we need to submit and surrender and just really, really repent on a daily basis to God for our sins, for our transgressions. But even, even more than that, I mean, that's important, of course. But it's really just about acknowledgement. It's really just about, you know, I'm going to talk about this in a minute in one of the, the remaining four. But it's really just about remembering that nothing that I have is even mine. So nothing that I have is even 
mine at all. It's all given to me by his grace. And so never forget that. And the best way to never forget that is to actively repent and submit and surrender your life and all the things that you're good at to God every single day. So number two. So this is Proverbs 3, the second half of verse 5 through verse 6. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So this is a perfect piggyback off of what we just talked about, right? In that, you know, in all your ways acknowledge him. So in all your ways and in all your days, you know, acknowledge the God of all creation. Acknowledge you know, the all-powerful, all-knowing God that He is. And He will make straight your paths. Well, when I heard this and read this verse, it reminded me that wisdom, which is basically what the Proverbs are all about, right? I mean, they're obviously about a ton of things, but I think when most people think about the Proverbs, they probably think about wisdom. Wisdom begins and ends with God. Wisdom begins and ends with Christ. It doesn't begin in your own mind, and it doesn't end in your own mind. And again, to piggyback off of number one, coming from someone or as someone who idolizes performance or has idolized performance, it's definitely present tense, but stronger in a past tense. But as someone who, who looks at performance in an you know, in in an, I, in in an idol, type way. That's a hard pill to swallow. Because I'm like, no, 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 dude. Like I've got the wisdom thing figured out. Like I'll just lean on my own experience and I'll figure this stuff out for myself. Because I have the skills and I have the abilities. But when I read, this verse, it's just an incredible reminder. That no, that's not only that's not only not true, that's completely wrong. Which might be saying the same thing. I'm not sure. But this verse reminds me that it all begins and ends with Christ. Wisdom specifically. So that really, really spoke to me. So number three. Proverbs three verses seven and eight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. The, the, oh, my daughter just came in the room. So we, we almost had a uh, we almost had a co-host. But <laughs> do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So I read this verse. And I mean, you guys know, you're listening to the podcast, you you might be watching the YouTube videos, you might know a little bit about my story, or you obviously know at least a little bit about F-Cubed. I mean, fitness is a huge part of not only this business, but my life. Like, I have devoted my life to fitness. So whenever I read scripture, and, you know, I'm reading about health to your body, and nourishment to your bones, that jumps off the page to me that speaks to me on a level that not many things speak to me on and so 
this, you know, I'm not going to read in scripture of, you know, when to do an AMRAP set on squats. I'm not going to read in scripture, okay, should I superset buys and tries or should I train them separately? Like that's not going to be in there. But something like this is in there. And this tells me that even fitness begins with the Lord. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body. It's not the AMRAP sets on squats. It's not supersetting buys and tries that are going to bring health to your body. But that's what we think is happening. That's what I've thought is happening for the longest time. Well, right here we have Proverbs 3, 7 and 8 telling us that no, it actually starts long before that. It starts in the mind. It starts in the heart. And it starts by fearing the Lord and shunning evil. And of course, quick shout out to my recent YouTube video of what does it mean to fear the Lord? I talked about that, so definitely check that out on the YouTube channel. I'll link to it down in the show notes. But we had a little fun with that and uh, hopefully also offered up a little bit of biblical insight into what that, that line actually means. But yeah, this is crazy, man. Just reading this and, and with the fitness connection is just really, really cool. So number four. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. So, this also speaks to me, of course, because finance is another F inside the cube. And, I mean, my whole professional career has been in finance. You know, not only with F-Cubed and its precursor, Fitness and Your Finances, but, you know, as a finance professor, as a show host at Tasty Trade. I mean, finance and the stock market and trading and investing and money and wealth. I mean, this is basically what I've centered my whole professional career on. And don't get me wrong, it hasn't necessarily been without its own idols. But that's definitely a different podcast. That may be its own podcast show, actually. So maybe we'll do that in 2020. But... This really reminds me, as I alluded to earlier, that nothing that I have is mine. Not a single thing. It has all been graciously loaned to me. While I occupy my time here on earth, however short or long it might be, when I think in terms of being a steward rather than the owner... That changes things, right? When you're not the owner, when you're just renting something, when you're just stewarding something, when you're just looking over something that's not yours, not only does it give you a respect and an awe for the owner and an appreciation for the object, but I'm actually going to go even further and I'm going to say it's going to motivate you to take even greater care of that item. Because when it's yours, you're like, ah, it's mine. If I want to ragdoll it, I'm going to ragdoll it. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's mine. I'll figure it out. But when it's not yours and someone has entrusted you with these precious objects, you're going to really, really take to heart that responsibility. And I'm you know, going to make the case that this is exactly what is happening here. And Tim Keller actually says, 
Be generous with all your possessions and passionate about justice. Share your time, talent, and treasure with those who have less. And so that to me is amazing. That to me is just, again, a clear, constant reminder that nothing that I have, none of the money, none of the abilities, none of the air that I breathe or the food that I eat is mine. I don't have a claim on any of it. It's all God's, and for whatever reason, He has chosen to let me borrow it. So when I think in those terms, it automatically puts me into a posture of humility. It automatically puts me into a posture of thanksgiving. And it prompts me to think of how can I use all of this for the betterment of his kingdom, for the betterment of my brother and my sister. And don't get me wrong, I don't always do the greatest job. But it is on, it's on my heart, it's in my mind, and when I read this in the Proverbs, it's just another reminder, man. It's just another reminder. So the last one, and you guys might be hearing my daughter play in the background, so I apologize for the, uh, the background music we now have to close this thing out. But uh, the last one. This is Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. My son... Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father the son he delights in. So Tim Keller says, Accept and learn from difficulties and suffering. Through the gospel, recognize them as not punishment but a way of refining you. Hey guys, real quick, just wanted to make you guys aware if you don't already know about this. Uh, every Tuesday night, Autumn and I get on Facebook live at 8.15 Central Standard Time for about a half an hour. And man, we just answer questions. We have an open discussion about all things fitness, finance, and faith. And we've been doing this for all of 2018 and it's been a lot of fun and we really look forward to it every week. And so I want to make you guys aware and invite you guys to join us on the next Tuesday. You know, as your schedule permits, man. I mean, we're all busy. We're all super busy. And so just pop in for a few minutes, you know, just kind of be a casual observer or bring a question or a comment or an issue or whatever. Facebook live every Tuesday night, 815 Central Standard Time. I will see you guys there.